Now, this year's Oscars featured the first ever Colombian entrant to be chosen as uh, best foreign language picture called Embrace of the Serpent, directed by Ciro Guerra, and it was released last year uh, at the Cannes Film Festival to great effect, and I only got around to seeing it a, a week or so ago. It follows, uh, it's one of those time split films and basically the serpent of the title could mean a lot of things, but in particular the Amazon River. Um, It follows uh, uh, initially uh, a a dying adventurer uh, in the year 1910, I believe. And he is, it's never quite explained what's wrong with him, well, certainly not for a long time, but he's picked up some tropical malaise and he's uh, at death's door and he heads off to find this shaman and uh, the shaman is the last of his kind he's uh, already a lot of the film is about the effect of spanish colonialism on the native colombians um and it's not good um and he's seen his entire people wiped out he's the last of his kind and he lives on his own in the middle of the jungle uh, walking around in his uh, loincloth, and uh, he's very dismissive at first of of this guy. But he t- eventually, he takes him off into the jungle to try and up the river to try and find this flower uh, that only his tribe is sort of allowed to use. And it's this incredible uh, restorative plant that you can take as a narcotic, but it's, it's known to cure all manner of illnesses. And the only thing that he says will help him. And then there's a split story, which is uh, in the, about, say, 1940, this, uh, another German explorer trying to retrace the original guy's steps. It's revealed the original guy actually died in the jungle and all of his notes were returned to Germany and put into a, a very well-regarded book about the adventure. And he tries to retrace the steps and actually bumps into the same guy you know, 30 years later, he's still, this shaman is still living there. And um, it follows these parallel stories as they take the same journey and the effect that colonialism has had after a certain number of years on these various people. Um, If you think it's an idyllic Amazon, beautiful rainforests, it's the exact opposite. It's, It's shot in stunning, stark and rather oppressive black and white. And the main character, the older German explorer, explains when he's asked why he wants to be cured so much. Why do you? Because they have a different view of death um, as they deal with, you know, infants dying and everything happening at a, a, a much higher rate than in the developed world. Death isn't as, and a much more sort of spiritual. Death isn't seen as this be be all and end all. Um, it's just seen as a natural part and he explains over and over I don't want to die in this hellhole and this is the jungle of oppression and heat and just the fact that it's shot in black and white it seems like it's closing in on you all the time it seems like a hard hard place to have to live and it is it any good Uh, it's basically that it follows those two stories towards the end and it becomes a lot more sort of what violent and psychedelic and uh, apocalyptic as it goes along the film is amazing um it really did blow me away um i think the thing that stood out for me the most is when we've seen films like this they focus on the westerner what's the westerner's thought about 
this culture, about this environment? How does it affect the Westerner? Here, the Westerners are just ciphers. They're just us, the viewer. The whole film is about this shaman, Kara Makate, who's played by two people, Nibio Torres and Antonio Bolivar as the older shaman. And he's brilliant. And not only is he brilliant, his character is brilliant as well. He's this incredible bundle of mixed emotions and pride and he hates the colonialists. He also understands how much his own people are losing their way. Um, there's lots of symbolism in the movie, like when the, when the second more modern uh, German explorer arrives. Uh, what's his name again? Kara Makate has forgotten everything. And it's a symbol. He, he, like, he forgets all of the potions, the plants. He can't remember the way. And there's a great deal of symbolism in people forgetting, like these tribe peoples forgetting themselves and their history and their languages and where they go and the plants they use because of colonialism. And there's uh, like one of the main sequences. Almost it's, it's, it's actually quite a lot like a number of other films, all films that I happen to love. Um, Ten Canoes would be one in particular because of its uh, faithfulness to tribal people. Also, it's uh, stark black and white photography and the fact that they spend a lot of time moving around in canoes. And also White Ribbon in its austerity, a brilliant Michael Haneke film, uh, which was also based in Germany, bizarrely enough. But mostly it's that uh, Joseph Conrad Heart of Darkness tale of someone going up river into this deep, dense jungle. And the fact that people are losing themselves. And in, in that vein, Apocalypse Now and Aguirre, The Wrath of God, the Werner Herzog film that Apocalypse Now was largely based on, they're all based on Comrade's Heart of Darkness. But as this film progresses, there are certain uh, parallels to films like Apocalypse Now. There's, it's almost a reversal um, in the latter stages of the movie. You get uh, the Bridge of Dulong Bow, is it? That very, very uh, freakishly psychedelic sequence in apocalypse now sort of gets replayed at one stage and the part where he's um sort of taken by the tribes people when he meets marlon brando both those uh, sequences are played out in reverse in this film uh and in the older part of the film he goes to a monastery that's been set up by uh, the spanish invaders and there's only one monk left ruling over these children they say they've rescued from tribes people who are orphans um, but they've really basically kidnapped them and tried to turn them into Westerners. And then they come back 30 years later and all these people have grown up into this amazing cult where one of the only Westerners left is actually believes that he is Jesus. And the whole thing is this uh, full of demagoguery and, and uh, appalling behavior and you know people being murdered left, right and center for the slightest infraction on a whim. Uh, it's a really, really interesting film and it does build up intensity. It's it's intense from the start on a slow burn level, but you get into these more sort of psychedelic and hellish visions as the movie progresses towards a, a, its climax, which doesn't reveal easy answers either. Um, and I love the fact that it, it focused on this uh, Kara Makate character so much, and he's got such depth to him, brilliantly played by both roles. The second German explorer is, is a sort of non-entity. He's not that important. It's just like a holding pattern for you to carry along on the canoe with them. But the first German one, played by Jan Bijvoe, 
is brilliant. He's magnificent as the older guy. Um, it looks fantastic, and the, and the music and everything in the background is wonderful. It's very thought-provoking and challenging. It's very intense. It's one to watch on your own. There's no easy gives in it. There are lots of silences, lots of uh, disturbing imagery, and just a wonderful film all round. So Embrace of the Serpent, I'm going to give... Well, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, but I want to watch it again because I might revise that higher. Um, I didn't really see any flaws, and I did find it very intellectually stimulating, symbolically quite profound, very unusual, and even though it touches on some classic tropes, sort of like the whole apocalypse now, heart of darkness thing, it did so in very original ways. When do you see the story told from the tribe person's angle, apart from something like Ten Canoes, where they just don't have any Western involvement in the story at all? So 9 out of 10 for Embrace of the Serpent. If you want a beautiful and challenging movie, that's definitely one I'd recommend.